When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Andre. Welcome back to Real Vision. Thank you for being here with us today. I'm excited to talk about your music career, your experience in crypto, and the way forward with music NFTs and everything that you're pioneering in space. Thank you for taking the time today. No, of course. I'm stoked to be stoked, uh, stoked to be back, actually. So, um, yeah, I, I've been a longtime viewer and uh, I'm just glad to be a part of this. Awesome. Well, let's get started. Um, why don't we remind the Real Vision audience of, of who you are? You know, your name is Andre, but you obviously go by an artistic name as well. Many may have seen it or not. So tell us a little bit more about, about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, again, my name is Andre Andros, uh, but I'm primarily known for my artist name, RAC. It's, uh, it's been a moniker that I've, uh, I, I think of it as kind of like an umbrella um, that I've made music under for uh, almost 15 years now professionally. So it's it's been sort of my lifelong uh, thing. I, I've never really had like a real job. I've, I've only worked on music and tech and everything sort, sort of surrounding my career. Uh, you know, I, 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 I could get into a lot of rabbit holes here, but basically, you know, I, I, I've been working in almost every facet of the music industry, whether that's remixing, film and TV, uh, scores, or, uh, you know, releasing original work, uh, working with major labels, working with indie labels. I, I've kind of done a little bit of everything and perhaps more relevant to this conversation. Uh, more recently, since 2017, I've been playing a lot with, uh, with uh, you know, tokens on Ethereum and, and play with smart contracts and, and all that fun stuff. So um, that is kind of a broad overview. I was, I was lucky enough in actually 2017 as well to win a Grammy and that was a, an incredibly sort of validating experience. And, um, you know, uh, my one quick anecdote is my, when, when I did win, my manager uh, turned to me and said, is like, well, that's one for the obituary. And so that kind of uh, <laughs> a little bit morbid, but that's kind of a sense of humor and, you know, it, it sort of follows you everywhere. So, you know, uh, th that was like a really important moment in my career, but at the same time, that's also when I discovered crypto and I kind of became far more obsessed with that side of things in recent years. So yeah, we, we, we can get into it, but you know, basically I've done a lot of different types of projects within the crypto space and kind of been involved for a long time now. Awesome. But it starts with music, right? From what I've read in multiple articles that you have out there, you know, you're from Portugal and you used to play with cassette recorders and then <laughs> mixing those uh, as a child. So what, I would love to hear more about about that, how, you know, that creative process, uh, you know, what, six, seven years old, and how's that been with you through your career? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, like, like I said, I, I, I was born and raised in the little country of Portugal. 
you know, it's like pretty small place, like 10 million people. Uh, you know, so I, I was born and raised there. My, my mom's American and my dad's Portuguese. So I'm, I'm like a dual citizen. I'm bilingual and all that fun stuff. And it was actually, I, again, this is kind of in hindsight, but I think it was due to that perhaps confusion or lack of comfort with either language that sort of led me to, to music. And, and I, I always felt like it was a sort of a creative outlet that wasn't so, um, you know, strict and you, you could kind of, it was, it was, a, it was a way to sort of express yourself in, in a way that, that, uh, you know, was a little bit looser and a little bit less, uh, you know, uh, people wouldn't give me a hard time about it, you know? So, so I, 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 that's sort of roughly when I, when I fell in love with music and I, I felt like it was almost like a third language, uh, like another form of communication, like an, an emotional uh, form of communication. So, um, you know, that it's, it's, it's been a huge part of my life ever since. Oh, that's amazing. I definitely relate. I'm a bilingual person myself having grown up in Mexico and coming to the States and can definitely see how having the knowledge of different languages and cultures gives you a bit of a, an edge sometimes in understanding new technologies and new ways of looking at the world. So um, let's dive a little bit more into your crypto experience. So you win the Grammy, your manager tells you, hey, yeah, remember, you're going to die one day. And how does that become, you know, a crypto thing? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, th I think there's just a little bit of context before that, which is that I, I have a bit of computer science background. You know, I think it goes hand in hand when you're into music production, you're into computers, you're into the Internet, you know. So I, I, I grew up building computers and I was always savvy with that kind of stuff. So I had, I had been following, you know, I, I'd basically been building computers since since really the late 90s. And, and I've just been tinkering with that kind of stuff for a long time. And, and, you know, I, I became obsessed with Napster when it, when it came out, I, I became obsessed with LimeWire with Bit, with BitTorrent and, you know, Bit, BitTorrent to me was kind of a turning point because I, I felt like it was the first really, truly decentralized system, peer to peer decentralized system that came up. It sort of shares a lot of principles that we, we sort of take for granted now in crypto, but you know, it was, it was kind of novel at the time. And this idea of creating, you know, a decentralized service that couldn't be stopped to me was, it was pretty cool. And, and I, I just love that idea, you know, that it's sort of a, a, a neutral technology. Um, and, you know, I, I became kind of obsessed with it early on and I was, I was pretty deeply involved in it. And, you know, I, I had sort of heard about uh, Bitcoin here and there. I think like many other people, you know, probably saw an article about like how it's going to zero or like something <laughs> or how it's a scam or, or it's going to boil the oceans or whatever. And like, so, so <laughs> I've been hearing about that for a long time and I kind of, not that I was dismissive, but I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out someday. And I, I also wasn't like deeply, you know, financially motivated. That, that wasn't really my, my focus at all. So it, it didn't really appealed to me then until like really like late 2016 when, you know, that's when I really started to do more of a deep dive. I was like, Oh, well, this is actually really interesting. We're taking some of those same principles of decentralization peer to peer, but applying it to a currency. And, you know, it's, uh, the mining thing was really confusing at the time. And I was like, I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> like, but you know, at, at a certain point it kind of clicked and, um, it, it was really after, again, I wasn't too interested in the currency aspect of it, but when I discovered Ethereum and this was through, I think I watched a YouTube video of Vitalik talking it, talking about it and just explaining it 
that's sort of when I had that light bulb moment where I was like, oh my God, this is, this is brilliant because it can, it sort of takes that idea that we used uh, for currency in the Bitcoin blockchain and sort of made that general purpose. And, and, you know, you could apply it to basically anything. So that I became, you know, kind of uh, obsessed with that. And more specifically, uh, I became obsessed with how to use that technology to sort of change the music industry. And, you know, again, for, for context, for those that don't know, the music industry sucks. It's they're, they're awful. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're, uh, but they gave you a Grammy. Well, I, they, they can give me all the Grammys they want. They're still, <laughs> they're still horrible. Um, you know, it, it's not like it, it you know, I, I, this is sort of the more difficult part about this. Cause it's not, it's almost not like a people problem. It's a, it's, it's like an infrastructure problem. Okay. It's sort of a status quo. I mean, there's definitely some bad actors in there, but I think a lot of people just sort of accept the system as it is and just say, it's like, well, this is how, this is how we do things. So, um, you know, it's, and, and uh, I just wasn't okay with just accepting that. And, you know, I played the game for a long time, by the way, but I think after a while, I just really, I just, I just decided that, you know, um, there has to be a better way. And I, I think that this technology could potentially enable us to rebuild the music industry in a, in a way that's a lot more fair and equitable to artists. And, um, you know, again, just for, I, I don't want to make this talk about like the problems of the music industry, because that could be, I could go on forever, but basically just to, to speak about it roughly, essentially artists are always the last to be paid. They're always paid late or not at all. Or and they're always paid. I think like in between twelve percent uh, to fifty percent tops. So the vast majority of the income that is generated by music, which isn't very much actually, is captured by you know intermediaries or large corporations and um, you know people that are are really more financially focused. And and meanwhile, I think a lot of the artists uh, you know live in this sort of quasi you know <laughs> poverty level. Um, you know, it's, it's almost a cliche, like the starving artist. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to say, like, I, I'm actually a little bit one of the fortunate ones. Like, I, I've definitely made, been able to make a living. But, you know, I, I'm very aware of sort of the, the problems that, that, you know, really all my friends struggle with and, and, and you know, have to, have to deal with. So uh, I, I became quite motivated to do something about it and, and, you know, at least try it. And, and, you know, like on, on the uh it's it's not purely altruistic or anything like that you know it's it's a huge opportunity also for me so, but you know it was it was something that i i felt like it was worth exploring and i didn't see anybody else doing it so in 2017 i i, I just i just started to explore that hey if you like this clip be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto it's 100 percent free sign up now